0: everybody and welcome back to another episode of the two dabs podcast i'm your co-host michael booth and with me as always is my co-host mr michael Towie. how you doing man dude i'm good man how are you i'm good dude i am currently cooling down because you're cooling down right now right now dude i got a little proactive i was like you know what i'm gonna at least take away my part of the torching on the episode today I mean, you've been having a pretty proactive day from what you were telling me earlier. Yes, and it's, been, I've been, this uh, is my first <laughs> my first dab of the day today, and I've been waiting all day. I've been like, come on, Mikey, we need to record, dude. i got to fucking smoke weed, man.
1: Well, good. I'm happy that uh, we don't have to wait any longer. That you can, um, you know, now's the time. I can blaze it for Wait a 20. delay. Wait yeah. a delay. The gratification, man. There's nothing like a nice big dab after a hard day's work.
0: Yeah, I've been edging for this dab all day. I've been dab edging. That's
1: an interesting that's an interesting adjective you used there. I uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would have used that uh. same word. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely know what you mean. You know, I um I actually did smoke a little earlier, so I feel bad. Oh, it's okay. But um. Road that It wasn't a very big man. one. It wasn't a very big one. No. No, it's before brunch, dude. You gotta. If, you're, if you don't rip a dab, if you don't smoke before Sunday brunch, yeah, get dude. the fuck off of this podcast, dude.
0: Yeah, stop listening. <coughs> don't ever listen again. Unsubscribe. <laughs> fuck you, actually. Fuck you if you don't fucking take a dab before Sunday brunch. Go fuck yourself.
1: <laughs> Seriously. Seriously.
0: Or a bull. You don't have to dab, you know. You don't a have to extreme. dab.
1: You could be on edibles.
0: You gotta That's consume. Cool you gotta consume cannabis before brunch. Yeah. It's, it's, before it's, brunch. It's a must. Yeah,
1: and you can also still enjoy mimosas at lunch or before lunch. I'm not saying that alcohol and cannabis are mutually exclusive.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're not. Yeah, as uh, Christina P. likes to say, it's cross Barbados. So Cross Cross Fados
1: Barbados.
0: Yeah. That's a shout out Christina P and Tom Segura. That's hilarious. <laughs> but dude, this is an exciting episode today. Uh Mikey's heating up right now. Uh we're actually going to uh start our next mini series today. Uh we're Big Death. Part one of the pre roll miniseries, which is exciting. Um you know, I think a lot of people, whether you've rolled one or bought one or someone's given you one or you've been passed one, I think a pre-roll is uh, or a joint or a doink or a doobie or a sp- whatever the fuck you want to call it. I think it's one of the most common ways that weed's been smoked. Um, probably forever. Probably right? forever, actually. Yeah. I mean, we've all, all people have always been rolling up. You know, whatever, like spliffs or. You know, tobacco and stuff and weed and, yeah. And, like, adding stuff to it, which we're going to get in later. But, yeah, I wanted to kind of just talk about the California market today of pre-rolls because I think it's very interesting. And Mikey and I both have kind of got to watch the evolution of it happen from the medical days to the recreational. And then, you know, even now, just in the past, I want to say, like, 2020 itself, there's been a, I would say, a big kind of evolution in the way that they're being sold in the market, and also where they're being advertised, and kind of the the whole thing. Yeah, because it's changed. It's
1: it's it's become a whole different thing since pre rolls came into existence as a commercially viable product, mm-hmm. um, and the whole like automated weed. Re- joint system is really kind of at the crux of this, at the forefront of this, but I'm going to rip this dab, which by the way, dude, I'm smoking some um, Space Jam from Alien Labs and Kalia, okay. which, is some, which is some straight modified cone with modified banana. I don't even know what they're doing anymore. What's the modified for? It's does?
0: So this is fully modified is what you're telling me. It might not even be It might not even be real. It might be modified so much that it's just. It's like THC 3D.
1: This isn't even weed anymore.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. This isn't
1: even. I don't even know what this is.
0: Um, <clears throat> yeah once again <coughs> always...
1: but it's delicious Wow.
0: <laughs> I have uh, some Kalia wow. as well today I got it when I was last with you it is uh, a collab they did with Mojave Reserve and I have the rainbow sherbet rosin and uh, it's heater this stuff is really good it says it's 70U uh, to 120U and it looks look at that color
1: For anybody that doesn't know what that means, we went over that in our previous episodes. Yeah. On Hash.
0: Hash to do with the Micron filtration. Yeah, I think that was part two, right, of the extracts. We went over solventless. I believe so. so. can't remember what episode number that is, but I think it's the part two of the extract miniseries, so go check that out. But today, we're talking about freaking joints, dude. Uh, I think something I want to start off... What's
1: your favorite... Wait, what's your favorite... Non, what's your favorite like slang term for, for a pre-roll?
0: Oh, doinks. Doinks. Doinks is my favorite. Yeah, doinks
1: one. is pretty good, dude. Rest in peace. What's his name? R.I.P. R. Doinks right? for life.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Rest in peace to King Dave. Poor guy I was like, dude, that guy was like young, man. Yeah. That Feels. dude was young. Feels bad. Oh, that's why you gotta, you know.
0: So you gotta rip doinks. Not, dude. You gotta
1: well, you got to rip doinks, but you also got to like not rip doinks. You know, yeah. You got to no. like take care not all of your the lungs. Time.
0: Yeah, but that's what's. Well, sorry, I wanna, it's okay. I want to kind of start off the mini series that we're gonna do, talking about the evolution of pre rolls just over time as they kind of came into the legal market from from my perspective and from your perspective, I guess, because it's the The interesting part about it to me is early on with like testing and with like creation and with classification even of like the paper, like I don't know if you remember that, there was like a, there was for a while like the paper was considered like a part of the container for the material I think. Right. So you could carry over the...
1: exactly you could carry over the testing well and this is only mm-hmm. a california thing make sure you're clear about that yeah right? i'm talking about we're talking this about california to, when, when we talk about yeah, this yeah it's stuff. not that way in washington they don't yeah. test they don't test the paper in washington or colorado or like a bunch of other states it's like a it's like a california thing that developed over time and i think it's good to start a little bit farther back right i think people because the biggest thing Because, like, one of the biggest challenges with pre-rolls now, right, is I think we would both agree is that most of them kind of fucking suck at a commercial level. And this just, like, largely has to do with the fact that it takes way too fucking long to roll joints by hand. It's
0: just not a feasible business model. To scale it to, like, what the demand is. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, before that, I mean, there was – and then during that time, too, when the when the testing was kind of carried over, you were seeing like – I think you were seeing kind of like the multi-pack, like the small ones were kind of a, a thing. And then I think uh, as like the paper kind of started getting included and tested into the pre-roll, there was kind of a shift because now you're like, okay, we have to test this material – that we're putting in and it was part of the think about it like they're putting some of the byproduct in the pre-roll right and they were using the testing for the flower batch that was tested now that byproduct has to be tested too and so you have to um consider like the the, the, like i imagine a lot of people were doing a lot more r&d testing on their material before they're doing putting it in the cones like i think that created the need for R and D testing it is like switching it up and actually having to test it on its own. And, uh, that's been interesting to, to see into, um, to experience like in the market, you see the change of like, okay, now there's classification of like full nug pre-roll versus like pre-roll. That's just like half and half. They'll, they'll lose like ratios, right? They'll say this is like half and half or they'll like just, some people won't list it and just say that it's it's an it's a blend or this is just a sativa pre-roll or this is a pack like this is an indica pack i just think it's been interesting to watch how all these different brands have done different have gone different ways with like how to like classify and test these pre-rolls
1: well and that's i mean you're and you're absolutely right and it's in the evolutions of that are i mean it's just interesting because like, uh, you could you could really place the blame for what has been the development, and just not blame, but you, the reasoning behind the way pr- the pre roll market has developed the way it has is literally like we outlined earlier is, is because it's it just and takes impossibly long to roll them by hand, mm-hmm. but people, most consumers, have been enjoying pre rolls rolled by hand for. As long as people have been smoking weed and what what people don't understand is the is the the freshness process that they preserve by doing it by hand. And what I mean by that is it's the exact same thing as when you're making coffee and the reason why you don't buy pre ground coffee while you grind it yourself is because the tannins, when the you flavonoids, break it
0: apart, that stuff is, are,
1: it's stored in the bean, the protective yeah. shell. All of that flavoring in that stuff is stored in that bean. And it's, it's the same thing with weed. Like when we talked about curing, like when you cure weed properly, the the, the terpenes dude. and the flavonoids in there, it's sealed inside of that. Yeah, I remember there would be like certain,
0: be certain bags that we would like at the grow when we were back at the grow, we'd open them, you know, and you and I would just be like, dude, like – this stuff is is ready you know you can you for sure like you develop you, know. a, you yeah you and i think and so Oh, sorry go ahead my,
1: where, and where i was going with that is is that what people largely don't understand is the reason why your joint is so good your pre-roll is so good at home is for that freshness quality i just outlined like if you're it's grinding up some flour
0: and rolling it yourself
1: that's exactly why. It's because you're you're starting with a much fresher material and then you're <clears throat> grinding it fresh and then you're smoking it fresh, right? Yeah. This is the reason why pre-rolls suck in the marketplace is because your weed that's in that pre-roll is already 3 or 4 months old before it even got to the point of becoming a pre-roll, right? And then secondarily to that, It gets blended, and it sits blended. And when I say blended, this is different than being ground, and I'll outline that in a second. It sits blended for days, days at a time, right? Just out in the air, open, broken up. When you're at home, people, and you're at home, Michael, when you just grind your weed, and then you just leave your grinder of open weed, what the fuck happens to that weed? it dries out and it gets destroyed in like a day. And that's if you don't leave it out in the sun or something like that. And then it can happen in, you know, an hour or two. Right. And so this is, this is what happens is that it you're the, because of the marketplace, because weed is so expensive and taxes are so fucking high people are, it's, it's the most cost effective to use what is the least valuable material from the pound because you need to pack every part that's packable. Because packaged flour is more valuable than pre-rolls, right? So people end up using what is the bottom of the barrel, the fucking smalls, well, think, the duff and the trim. Yeah, think, I mean, think and about then, like
0: when you have like, you know, when you have your own uh, bag of, of weed at home, right? If you have like a good mm-hmm. amount, uh, there's always going to be that little bit of shake in the little at the end. And if most people would just stuff it in a bowl and smoke it or they would put it in a little pre-roll paper and they put it or they have a roller they'd roll it up right and mm-hmm. so I think in the market too you have to think like well what else are they going to do with it right I mean are we just going to turn everything else into it's either you turn it into like a pre-roll or you turn it or you go and send it to like an extractor or something it's like a hi- well that's like, the other thing too
1: right is you you gotta that's the thing that you that we often that that cons- the general consumer doesn't understand that they the, never have that's an like opportunity the missing piece for them yeah is that, well they don't they're until you have processed a thousand pounds in a week <laughs> and you see how much shake and shake stem waste just gets uh, generated leaves. in that process yeah, right stuff that falls you would never you would never go oh wow i could fucking roll a thousand joints out of this what i would consider leftover, right. Yeah. Material. And then you can even package this and sell this. And that's what a lot of commercial pre-rolls are. And at best you're getting whole nug premium pre-rolls, which is still, yes, it's still smalls whole flower, but it's still like three or four months old. And then it's still, yeah. it, it In- gets blended. And that's what the other thing that people don't get either is the machines that the, that's being used is it's not a grinder anymore. People, it's a gi- It's like a giant fucking cylindrical weed whacker. dude, it really is like <laughs> <laughs> straight up.
0: I don't know if people have seen like these in these big grinders. Do yourselves a favor um, and Google like high, Google
1: high-tech pre-roll shredder. and that is how your weeds getting grinded now. That's how it works. You know that yeah. is the most commercially used grinding product. There, and-, and I can't <clears throat> even hate, because how many have I bought probably, dude? How many of those have I installed? Uh, <laughs> like, you know, they're extremely effective for what their job is, you know. Well, for the use case. And,
0: yeah, they're pretty cool. And and it does just make it, it does just make weeds look like just another, another thing. Yeah. When you watch, yes. when you watch like some weed pulverized. get pulverized in these things in like seconds. And then. And seconds, dude like and if you like (laughs) oh yeah here's the thing yeah it's like and then like michael and i differentiate
1: specific specifications for like how ground the weed is by literal seconds so it's like a really fine grind and a really coarse grind is the difference of two to three seconds on these machines right it is not a lot of time they're extremely effective and they work even more well even even they they work the best on weed that's like 3 months old 4 months old and it's at like sub 5 or 6% moisture and it just goes <laughs> it just it just like just bursts into into powder but, um and then what and then how are the pre-rolls actually made? Michael explain that process.
0: I mean yeah I mean explain, it's, explain I think what a it's vibratory a thing that is. this is a thing that I I think we actually saw while we were in college and we were like, whoa, what is that? Like, I remember seeing videos of these, like when they first came out, um, like uh, like the knockboxes and, and all these. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a few others, but it's just like a, it's really a simple thing. It's just like something that's <laughs> like vibrating and rapidly. You're yeah. able to, it has a bunch of glass tubes across it. Mm-hmm. and they just vibrate. It vibrates enough to where the pre-roll cones fall in there and then you can slide cannabis in there on top of these glass tubes and they'll fall into the cones and then it just yep. gyrates the... I mean, you think about if you've seen, like, uh, what's his name? The raw guy. You know what I'm talking about? The raw cone mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A- Andy something. Mm-hmm. If I'm missing his name right now. But he he has a similar thing that's like kind of like a handheld device that you put a bunch of cones in and then you it's like a little box and you shake the box and then these cones come out and they're full and it's like it's just it's just it's just kind of the same kind of thing but it's it's you know automated
1: yeah exactly uh
0: and you know there's videos of these all over the place people online can go and check them out um this is like a pretty common yeah, just thing look i up, feel like
1: look up a rocket box or a knock box future makes them um but this is basically how all all joints are made these days Because you you got to think
0: about, you know, you got to think about, uh, you know, I'm sure every manufacturer is making batches that are in thousands and like, you know, with these pre-rolls it's. So let's, I think we kind of explained. So the vibratory feeding system,
1: right? I was, I wanted to say, I wanted to wrap that up a little bit. Sorry. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Look like you can check out, we'll, we'll, we'll probably, we can probably post a video. We can probably get a video of how they work. Um, But the thing that's really important to note about them is they're affected by what is particle density physics, which is basically the smallest and most dense and uh, items are going to fall to the bottom. Cause that's, that's what happens. And whenever you vibrate, like if you vibrate, it's like, it's like when you're, if you're filling a bunch of small things into a container, that's why you tap it against the table and they settle. Right. Is because the, the heavier, smaller objects will naturally, everything will, will, will go to the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. So that same thing is happening in the joint. And so what I mean by that is if you, if you grind up a bunch of weed, you got to consider everything that was a component of that nug before it got blended. So you've got everything in there from like organic material and like calyx and plant material to what is essentially like keef and trichome and then all the way to like some stem, which is like a lighter, more like or dense, or it's like a, it's a lighter, more like woody kind of material compared to like the or, or organics and the rest of like the bud structure. Yeah. And these have all different, they have all, they have all different material densities. And then when you just put you're it, you're talking in about the like system, strain like,
0: to strain, right?
1: No, I'm talking about well, yes, but also like, I'm talking about just the, the different physical, Oh, yeah, and yeah, materialistic yeah, yeah. components of yeah. a nug of weed, right? Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. saying that, that once you blend it, these are they have different densities and there's different sizes of these things, right? And so if all you're going to do to roll the joint is to just vibrate the shit out of it, then you're going to get the heaviest stuff at the bottom and you're going to get the lightest stuff and the area stuff at the top. And that's why these fucking joints canoe. It can get better and it's improved when people have, they like tamp it and they know how to tamp it properly Mm -hmm. and then create the fold. But that's still the reason why these joints will just always blow and we nailed it. Well, we not nailed it, but we outlined the two biggest pieces and that's one is the the product supply chain is terrible, right? You've got old weed that is then getting grinded by this crazy weed whacker and and then it sits old and grinded into these joints for weeks before it gets to you, the consumer right whereas at home you're it's like making coffee you're like blend. you're like grinding the nug fresh and then you're rolling it which i don't
0: understand okay yes because that was kind of a point i wanted to make too um and i guess like i wanted to you know that you, you you nailed it right there actually like actually like there should be more of a of a um a reason to do it yourself and i I think that, you know, that's why, like, uh, that's why, like, pre-ground is still, like, relevant in the market, too. Like, big bags of pre-ground because people do want to take it and go home and do it themselves and maybe just go and roll it all out real quick. And, uh, you know, I've done that a handful of times. Like, in college, I used to just get it and, like, I would roll it up or I'd, like, just take, you know, big, like, bong rips of it or whatever. So, dude, I want to talk about something that we said earlier, which was... uh I said the word "fi." I said final form, and I kind of want to mm-hmm. explain what I mean when I say that, because to the average person, it's probably like, "What do you mean final?" Like this is this like, bl- this like this Saiyan. pre-roll isn't Goku, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know this pre-roll isn't fucking. This isn't like a like piccolo pre-roll, right? Like this is a freaking. I haven't even reached my final form. Oh, my brain is just going... I'm just trying to grab all these... I'm just trying to think of, like... Like, Kaioken Kush.
1: (laughs) Dude. There are a bunch of those, right? I know there's been... There's been Dragon Ball Z trained names. I mean, there has to be, right?
0: Yeah. But, uh... No, so... What I mean when I say Final Form is... Like, the... The label the it has to be in the tube it ha- if there's you know um, if it's going if the it tube's going like
1: teed right if there's like a te yeah. band on it
0: like if the tube is going inside of a bag like a little bat mylar bag if mm-hmm. that you know if it's a multi-pack it has to be put inside the box they all have to be put in their little tray inside the box yeah. if which is a lot
1: of work or a tin right? that's like yeah you gotta like kind of fully assembling a product that's like fully making yeah a like try to yeah.
0: re, you know as a as a consumer of cannabis if you're listening right now try to like reverse engineer like the tin that you got that had the matches and the little tray that all the pre rolls fit into nice and snug <laughs> so they don't move around in there. And then mm-hmm. think about like that sticker or think about that. Did the difficult, how difficult it might be to open some of these things because they don't want your fucking kids getting these little pre rolls, you know? Yeah, Yep. And so I think that in and of itself had like changed the uh, like the whole like kind of like flipped the market right like or the mm-hmm. production side of the market like the manufacturing side because you're like wow okay like beforehand testing usually you could just come and grab the tubes and they were just blank you know they it was kind of mm-hmm. like it was kind of like they got tested like along the way to being finished right yeah uh, yep. and so
1: well, and that's a, and that's really, it's important you say that, right? Again, I think for a lot of people who might be listening to this, like we are always thinking about things f- from a perspective of like how we've had to make it happen and how mm-hmm. to build it and build these products. Right. And so and how like when we yeah, say along evolved. the way, and when we say along the way, that is massively different than wait until the end and they're all done. Right. Especially when we think about something like compliance testing, because if it fails. Right. That's the real reason why this sucks, because if it that's fails, a really.
0: Yes, that's that's a. Yeah, that's
1: everything you did was the waste. Mm-hmm. Everything you do was a waste. So so when you can do it along the way, there's at least like a supply chain timing perspective where yeah, you can like <laughs> you can be proactive and you can do it in congruence with a few other things.
0: It's like getting an F on your project in school after you already turned it in. You know, like they don't. You don't know that it's oh, bad at all. That's how grades all. work, Michael. You know what I mean, dude. <laughs> Fuck. You know what I fucking mean, dude. Like no one tells you along the way, like, hey, man, your project sucks. You should like figure it out. <laughs> You just have to
1: fucking... (laughs) That's actually exactly how school happens. No, I went, went,
0: dude, okay?
1: I fucking went to the
0: same school you fucking went to. No,
1: college maybe might be different, where you have a peer review, but there is no way. That is so funny, dude. I totally get what you're saying, though.
0: Yeah. (laughs) elementary school. (laughs)
1: No one's like... Michael, your project is fucking terrible. (laughs) Michael.
0: (laughs) Wait, what? They're like, you need to know, dude. Michael, you
1: can't just put fucking (laughs) thumbtacks in an eraser and say you raised a livestock animal. That's not how this fucking works.
0: I really uh, just, like, scrounged together every uh, project in school. Like, really had... There's no R&D, so dude. I was just going There's behind. no R&D.
1: <laughs> that reminds me of, that's like a hilarious Brian Regan skit. Oh, yeah. Where his, <laughs> oh, it's classic, he dude. Talks about, he's like, oh, my God. He has to get his science project done. He's like, I had nine months to do this. I have nothing. <laughs> my head popped up on that day. <sighs> oh, oh, no.
0: <laughs> classic. I love Brian Regan. Yeah. Fucking yeah, dude, that,
1: that guy is so funny. So, so the final form packaging is important to note because at least at some point you could have tested to find out if your weed was going to fail for like poison or heavy metals or like if it was shitty or full of mold or something like that. Now, now you have to take it all the way until it's entirely packaged, which is a complete waste of time and money and and materials right because what happens is is if you fail what happens michael
0: well i mean there's a few things that can happen but depending on what the failure is uh, but most likely they are going to be either uh, emptied out you can't sell them you can't sell them yes first of all okay Yeah. yeah when a batch fails I mean, everybody you can't sell it. You have to pull it out of the packaging.
1: You can't use that packaging anymore because you stuck unique labels all over it, which you can't just fucking unpeel and repeal, which that's labor, hand labor, buy Well, people.
0: and then if depending on the failure, like for example, like if your pre-roll fails, hope this isn't happening, but if your pre-roll fails for like a pesticide or something um, because of your material, you know, you would risk there is some kind of risk with, like, using that stuff again. Or even, like, you can, you just want to, you know, be as safe as you can if you are going to, like, try and use those or whatever. But, yeah, you shouldn't. And then uh, once, that pre- once the pre-wills are taken out, most likely they're going to be either destroyed or they're going to be emptied and tried that material will be tried to be extracted. And- yep there are remediation techniques that, um, and then it ends
1: so- up in your favorite vape.
0: Yeah. And then it probably goes to a vape or it goes to, cause that's
1: what happens something. ladies and gentlemen is you it's going to fail for something that's not quite poisonous, I feel like, poisonous, like, dude, poisonous I feel,
0: enough to kill you. I feel like the cannabis markets like Plinko and price is right. Like oh my when, God! When weed is harvested, it's like putting, it's like dropping it into a Planko board, and it's just like, ding, 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 and at totally the bottom, do. it's like, bottom, it's like, vape, pre-roll, shake, nug, like, <laughs> and it's well, like. Well, that's ding, what's ding, so ding, gross, ding, ding, man. Ding.
1: This is why, it's, yeah, weed's gross. Distillate's grosser, 'cause you can take, you can take weed that's five, six, seven, eight, nine months old. It gets turned into a pre-roll. It fails for some sort of outlandish pesticide that people are spraying on it. But it's it, It's not a high enough percentage that it will kill you. But it's a high enough percentage that it will fail the test. But you can remediate it. So you empty out. You spend all of the time to have a bunch of people empty out these joints by hand into giant bins that then go to this lab who managed to extract... It into distillate, which is still failing, but they can remediate it, which just basically takes a vat of distillate and makes it worse, right? And that's that's what, it. but it's essentially it dil- well well they it drives it to a higher concentration, and they have to re-dilute it because you lose a bunch of it in the in the process of actually the cleaning of it up, and yeah. then they get a bunch of cannabis terps in there, and that's your favorite that's your favorite vaporizer that you put on and it's your favorite cartridge right there. It's the same, it's the same shit. So, yeah, and that's what, you know, and that's like the byproduct processing of what happens for a lot of, and that's the reason why like a lot of pre-rolls suck. And that's the reason why a lot of the vapes suck. Um, And I think well, it's
0: just, yeah. I mean, that's another thing too. It's like, I mean, you know, personally, I'm not, I don't like, I'm not a guy that likes or smokes like pre-rolls or vapes a whole lot like I do sometimes like pre-rolls if I'm like going somewhere and I just want to get like one or a couple to bring or, or I'll just roll them up you know it's really easy and quick to do actually like we should just you and I should make a demo video on how to roll a joint in a blunt and put it on the IG I
1: don't know about that okay there's just there's just too many opinions about that shit well it's not even people are too opinionated i don't know we're gonna roll a joint a blunt and be like oh you guys are doing it wrong
0: i mean everybody's got something to say but i don't know
1: (laughs) i I I feel like we can roll some blunts i just feel like i'm not you know who am i to say how to roll a blunt i know i'm not i
0: wouldn't say it either i mean i think it's just the fact that it can be done uh and it's not it's not hard to do. I mean
1: snap you can roll a blunt. Yeah, it's true.
0: I actually that's who rolls the blunts actually when we're hanging out. Um and if we want to smoke one we just put the grinder and a paper on the ground and then he takes it and he comes back and he has a blunt and
1: We just have a Futurola knockbox set up.
0: Let me tell you, when Nappy Nappy licks the paper, dude, that shit sticks. That shit is not falling apart, bro. That's
1: disgusting.
0: Just kidding. Um, But no, I think... uh, I think that the... It's just a shame, you know, having to, to do all that to get it to the market but then have it fail. Uh and it's rare. I'm not this isn't like a Yeah. No, this isn't like a, a uh this isn't happening all the time. Um, it used to happen least, a lot. At least, you know. At least I've seen I haven't heard a of a, I haven't heard of people failing all the time. Um, but it is something that to be aware of, and it's something that you know I would mangi- imagine many manufacturers look out for when they're uh, when they're making pre-rolls and when they're doing this.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think the big thing to maintain is that it's like there's a reason why your commercial pre-rolls suck. A lot of it has to do with the fact that growing weed and owning a weed business is really expensive, so these businesses are pushed to use every single last bit of what they can um and then additionally pre-rolls are also a pretty large market segment Mm -hmm. um and and i think sometimes as high as like just total across out of 100 for all weed i think they're as high as like five to seven percent sometimes as high as like eight or nine in some parts of the state um and i think it's like 20 or 25 percent of the flower market or so or maybe less than that it's like 15 or 16 percent of the flower market but um I know those are ballpark numbers, so but so they're significant. There's a lot of people who enjoy them because of the convenience of them, um, yeah. which I totally get. I think if you're someone who really does enjoy weed, I think you're always going to have a better experience buying whole nug and rolling really yourself. You're not going to, you're not going to get them as cheap as you can get them now, but those cheap pre-rolls that you're getting, it's really old weed that hasn't been cared for. It's been through the absolute washer. I mean, I, I the the way I we've seen weed used and abused and then packed and sent you guys is appalling. It's the reason why I don't fucking smoke weed. Um, it's cuz it's just it's just it is crazy. So, keep if you're going to buy pre-rolls out there, make sure it's from a trusty brand. Make sure you're shopping for whole nug pre-rolls we're going to get into infused pre-rolls next time. Um, But in general, you know, I think, I think it's important to highlight that a lot of, a lot of pre-rolls suck because the materials old, the supply chain is tight and the compliance regulations suck.
0: Mm -hmm. Would you agree? I think so. Yeah. And uh, I think it's, I also think it's been interesting to watch like, in the beginning having all these multi-packs and then they moved away towards that and then now it seems like people want to buy multi-packs again at least it's kind of yeah. what it looks like in the dispensary you know there's a lot of multi-packs well, the dispensaries I've gone to like all up and down like you know and down here in Monterey and stuff and, and well like it's that interesting
1: the it's the it's the ebb and flow of what is like a small market development cycle right yeah. you've got You've got the market trends a direction, and then if you're going to be a new brand in order to be different and differentiate yourself, you go into a new skew type that hasn't been well-defined, right? So a great example of that would be the exploration from singles into multis, back into singles, back into multis, and you'll see this kind of until eventually there's there's a larger serviceable market that really actuates and mediates that business better but i the multi-pack thing is well i think also it makes a ton of sense for covid because who's gonna like i have absolutely no desire to share a joint that, Yeah, that's a good again. point
0: too to think about yeah you're so, not and people don't want to smoke sometimes a whole gram joint to themselves and they're not yeah, going wanna... <laughs> to well, they're not gonna at least you shouldn't i also just want to say that if you're going to light a pre-roll don't put it out and then relight it again. Oh yeah, that's that's disgusting. Just, that is just straight up disgusting. Smoke the whole and thing. I, I'm sorry if that like kind of hurts you. Or you're like, you're like, man, you don't, you don't. Well, it's whatever. I don't care. That's the point is that you don't care and you're just doing it. You don't like, care care about it because it's just like, ah, would you? Would you and if freaking put out a cigarette and then relight it and keep going again after it's they all? They do the that. The same people do that.
1: <laughs> no, they 100% do that. I used to do that. When I smoked ciggies and I was broke, I would 100% do that. 100%. So if you're if you're broke and you're trying to stretch your weed, get don't fucking roll joints. What are you doing? That's amateur hour.
0: Yeah, take little tokes or smoke that. Like yeah, get a we little got,
1: got a little toke. Got a little bonger. You know, or do something. some
0: gravities or do some waterfalls with a two liter, dude. Come there you on, go. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, don't be coming at
0: me with this. Uh, but yeah, the next the next part of this will be, uh, like Mikey said, I want to talk about infused, just kind of like another thing that's been, uh, evolving, dude. It's, that's time. a big trend. Talk about yeah. trend, yeah, talk about boosted. But yeah, THC. I think, uh, Jesus Christ, yeah, and we'll kind of wrap up, you know, everything about really but joints but yeah i think it's it's been an interesting thing to watch develop it certainly has <laughs> <laughs> um, well dude should we get into our next segment yeah okay yeah let's uh i think last week we ha- had a lot of fun recapping the dms that we send back and forth mainly on instagram but hit me with hit me with one of them Wh- which one which one do you got on the
1: are we going the idea yeah, recap dm dm recap uh well i think I mean, it's not really like. Okay, it's pretty awesome, but you figured out how to get the walkie-talkie set up on our watches. Oh, on our dude! Apple watches.
0: Okay, yeah, we were walking. So, well, before I guess because we were on a walk, but I was. We were talking about because I figured it out with somebody at at uh, at work. We were like, "Yo," he had an Apple Watch and he works kind of. Uh, Like in the back And I work kind of Like you know Far away from him But we But we have to do Stuff together sometimes So I figured out that You can walkie talkie With people that have An Apple watch If you have them In your contacts You can add them On the walkie talkie app And then You just click them And their watch will vibrate When And if they accept it Then they're Then you're walkie talkie And this is like Mikey and I tried this And we were able to do this From marina to san jose we were able to walkie-talkie each other and so this has changed this has kind of changed things a little bit we and so what i dm'd him i went online and i found I found this walkie-talkie radio etiquette page with all these call signs and how to talk on walkie-talkie so that Here's we could all study it.
1: Dude, have you been studying it?
0: I've been looking at it. <laughs> I was going to hit you with one the other day. And be like mikey come in over
1: <laughs> it's sick dude sometimes i see the little symbol pop up like on the top on the crown yeah and it's like always i feel like it's always ready to walkie like we're always you're always connected now
0: i have it actually set if you look i have it set right there oh my god so you can just press it and talky i can just talky because it's, it's a i do it so much you know work but Dude, it's funny yeah, too when looked, somebody, at list at all. somebody rolls up on you and you're doing a walkie talkie oh you somebody, probably look like you're in the future and somebody just starts talking on your watch and it does sound like they're coming through like an actual I don't know if Apple was like studied the sound of walkie talkies but it, that's what it sounds like through the watch even so it really does feel like you're just like you feel like fucking James Bond every, if that's how I feel like, I'll just, it'll alert me and I'll be like, what's up? And they're like, you know, can you come? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, dude, it's so cool. How much, what
1: is, what is the watch worth that does shoot a laser? Hmm. 10 grand. I guess it depends on how powerful a laser, right?
0: Yeah, because it wouldn't be cool if it was like a laser pointer. You got to think if there's just a laser (laughs) pointer on it. It's like, is that really a necessary? Like, how are they gonna? Is that the next thing they're gonna unveil? Is that what the (laughs) Apple Seven does, dude? Come on, it really like. He puts he it on and he just clicks it and then it's like it's like, dark and there's like the smoke, smoke. There's smoke on the fucking stage. There's like smoke machines <laughs> one and he comes line. out and then there's like ten of them and he's like they're all shooting it at different angles. Dude, and, Oh. They've got like and the, then they've got fucking the, what's the his name? Car wheels out through all the lasers. <laughs> does like some fucking crazy dodge shit. He's got <laughs> he's got one on each.
1: He's got, he's got one on each wrist and one on each ankle and he's just in he's in a nude bodysuit. He's in a nude bodysuit and he just goes carwheeling out.
0: And he's like jumping and doing like ducks and It's like that scene in uh Do you know Ocean's 12. Where, what's his yes. name? The French guy? That was the
1: worst one, dude. But When God, he's, like, dancing.
0: He's, like, dancing. Yeah. Fucking, that's what it is. That's the Apple it Watch totally 7 is. fucking ad. It totally <laughs> is, dude. Oh, and my
1: God. <laughs> and it's just, like, like the the actual commercial is, it's just, it's just, like, you're at <laughs> Imagine, you're dude, fucking, that raves all these fucking
0: oh, 100%, <laughs> people with their watches the <laughs> And there's charging stations for you to charge your watch so you can go show your fucking laser around.
1: <laughs> Everyone's just watches just run Everyone's out of battery. just
0: like, oh, I gotta charge. I want to make sure my laser's charged for fucking... Let me see your lasers, people! I gotta make sure my laser's charged for Porter. I can't miss it. <laughs> Oh my God, that'd be so funny! Just like this, dude. Just everybody's. That's gonna. That's gonna happen. Everybody's gonna have a laser on it eventually.
1: I hope it's like, like like does something cooler than just one laser beam. You know, like it really shoots a bunch of them. You know, and then like it can sync with your friends, and then you guys can do like a unified show together with your watches.
0: (laughs) How hip would that be?
1: You're all fucked up. Everyone's it's like a West Side on acid. story, but it's just like yeah. a
0: laser show instead of singing. Yeah, everyone's just <laughs> laying on the ground and
1: their watches are just doing a choreographed laser show for you. I'd get down with that.
0: Holy shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> dude, what about that video I sent you of that poor
0: woman at the TSA? Oh, uh, dude, I felt, I felt bad. Like, she, she should have just she should have said like something to the guy or was it a guy she was trying was? to,
1: she still had to take it off though. No, it was another female. She still oh, had to take it, it off though. There could have been something in there. Yeah. True. So basically what I'm talking about, is there's this woman who's coming through the line at the airport through TSA. And, um, she's being asked to take her hat off and she is laughing pretty hysterically. And so is her friend. She's recording her and you're like, why is this so funny? And she's really struggling with taking her hat off and, then has to like presume to compose herself and the TSA person is also laughing. So you can tell that this isn't like a serious thing, but that something's funny is going to happen. Yeah. And then she takes her hat off and it is actually a hat wig combo. And she is just fully bald with a head, like a hair cap on underneath. And it was shocking. It was absolutely shocking and I thought it was hilarious and then it was clearly like this poor woman had to take off her hat wig combo at the airport and I just didn't I just didn't think anyone actually wore those things like seriously because I've seen them in costume in fact one of the only ones I've actually ever seen in person is uh, uh, one that my friend Cole has that he found on Amazon that is a MAGA hat that has a fake mullet that comes out of the back.
0: Oh my God. Which is pretty
1: fucking hip. So I have like that in my head. Right. And then I see this video of a woman taking off her hat wig. And I just dawned on me that, and it's also so that's it's just so insane to me is how common it's become for have like fake hair of some level. Either just like extensions or just a full wig. And that's like just a thing now. And I, it's never happened to me because i like hair i'm a very i like i like female hair a lot and i like to put my hands i i don't know what i would do if i was like hooking up with a girl and i just pulled a wig off feel so it would be bad. a complete game changer for me it I would feel be so a, bad. I would, I like. I'm sorry out there. Like, I'm not. It's not trying to be. I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm just being real. Like, if I pull, if we, if it was like getting hot and heavy, and I pulled a wig off, hundred percent, it's done. Hundred, really? Percent, it's fully wrapped. Damn, dude, I wouldn't. I fully wouldn't wrapped. Do it. Yo, straight up, I'm sorry, ladies. I'm just sorry. There's just no way. <laughs> you better have that thing fucking taped down, because it's like.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, damn. No, I'd be I'd really be. I, I would just feel really bad. Am I wrong? I would just feel really bad that I did it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be done. I mean,
1: how could you? What are you talking about? The I would ask her. Like, do on. you want
0: me to set it down? On Do you want me to set it? Do you want me to try to put it back? What? Do, how do we? I want. I would want to handle it and make her feel okay that I accidentally. I just it
1: hope on. I'd get warned first. Because if I was warned first. It'd be fine.
0: I would you know? probably try my hardest not to, like, giggle out of, like, just nervousness or, like, f- like just feeling like, ah, oh, shit, you know, like, like, damn, I, like, it's just, you know, because you're just trying to, <laughs> you're just trying to be in the in the moment. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's got to be, like, it's just got to be embarrassing, dude, you know? It's Like, fuck, dude. I mean,
1: now I feel bad, but I just like it would just
0: I would I mean, need to be warned if I was preemptively
1: dude. told. If 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 we're like if we're like getting to that, I understand point what you're saying
0: because like, you feel like you've been like you feel like you've been that's like a catfish, yeah. Hey, you feel like you've been that's misled. a catfish scenario right there. Like, I would just be 100%, like 100%. I'd be like, ah, shit. She definitely didn't want this to come off, and I pulled it off, but I didn't know. That would be the thing you'd have to kind of. <laughs> nah,
1: dude, you're kind of a, you're kind of a, fu- you're kind of a freak, dude. You probably like pulled off and then realized it was pulled off. I probably just, put, like, it on, put it on, dude. You put it on, dude. Yeah, you probably fucking put it on. You psychopath.
0: I fucking, fucking put it on and animal, be like, this is mine now. <laughs> Tommy Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'd God. wear it. i like, I open my closet and I just have a fucking rack of them. I'm like.
1: Dude, that's a good way to I get her to come means. back again for sure. Yeah. Like,
0: you want to start. You want to swap? You want to trade? Show her, <laughs> show her the
1: bracelets you made from your wisdom teeth that you saved. <laughs> <laughs> She'll hundred percent come back.
0: Oh my god, dude!
1: (laughs) No, dude. The other, the other DM. We have to talk about though. Hold
0: on. They're just talking about me just snatching girls' weaves and collecting
1: them. A weave is different, dude.
0: I mean, weave, wig, all of it. I try the weave's
1: pretty hard to snatch out. I wouldn't it take wasn't, it. I'd, it wasn't. I would try to wear it, well. it.
0: Wearing it would be I funny though. That. It would probably make her feel better, you know, make her feel more comfortable. If I just put it on my head.
1: I do not think. I do not. Every girl that's listening to this right now it's has just been cringing, cringing for the, the entire last time. the last ten minutes right now. Horrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll tell you what though. I do not think it would make her comfortable. More comfortable putting it on your head. I, don't think, so. <laughs> I think it would make it more comfortable if you wore it as a cape.
0: well I have a lot of hair. I think if you put it on, it would actually like kind of like be a little bit better. Like I, I my hair would be all like coming down through, coming out the
1: sides of it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You better hope it color matches your beard and shit too. Otherwise, be very strange.
0: I don't know. Next episode, I might fucking have a full ass. I just have to go get a fucking, <laughs> just not tell. <laughs> now you know, but <laughs> 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 just show up with a fucking wig on the episode. Like, what happened, dude? <laughs> dude, I bet you fucking won't. Keep challenging me to do stuff every time we record, and this is, it's. I bet you won't do it.
1: You better look good in it, too.
0: You have to get one, too. That's what we have to do. I want to see some.
1: This was not my idea. I don't have to do anything. You're the I'll you borrow to one.
0: I'll have to go get a couple of them. Uh, we need to move on. We need to fucking move on. What do you mean
1: borrow? You got someone?
0: <laughs> I don't have any. Dude, you don't have have to have go any get yet. a few of them. Uh-huh. Uh, we need to move on. We need to stop talking about fucking... Then stop talking about this.
1: <laughs> uh, the other DM I wanted to talk to you about
0: was that video I sent you about medical history. Which, dude, like, we kind of touched on some stuff, I feel like, last episode that was kind of in the same vein. But this uh, video ha! <laughs> I see what you did there. But this video that you sent me of this history in five minutes which is it was a it was just a lot of, to absorb like you have to watch it a few times to really mm-hmm. be like oh man like yeah you just realized that a lot of what we know now about the body is kind of accidental discoveries um, yes and uh it came or at like pr- it came at the price of like people's well-being and health and lives and 100 percent like to think that and like not that long ago I like to think that they benefited a lot of people and and like the longevity of a lot of people and so I don't know yeah
1: let's start at the top of the list here
0: yeah yeah, 1929 it's it's crazy in
1: 1929 we had this guy named Werner uh, who's German who uh, uh, decides that he wants to conduct this experiment so he has a nurse let him into an operating room Uh, he then ties her down so that she can't leave Or complain or tell on him. Um, He then proceeds to take a catheter, like for pee coming out while you can't pee on your own. And he uh, puts it into his arm, into his arm vein in his crease. And then he starts to guide it and push it.
0: I forgot that, that it was this bad.
1: Right? And then once he gets it in there and he realizes that he doesn't know where it's going, he runs to the x-ray room where he proceeds to start taking x-rays and guiding it up his arm and all the way into his heart. In his heart, bro. In it. Yep. In it. All the way into his heart. And then, Inside of it. And then he pulled it all the way back out. Okay? This guy... I 100% went to jail, right? Got in a ton of trouble. But then 30 years later, two Americans perfected it and then credited <laughs> him to the discovery. And he was awarded a Nobel Peace Prize, believe it or not. And that experiment led to what is basically the invention of a pacemaker and a ton of other just all sorts of instruments and life-saving techniques
0: dude. Can you imagine if somebody came to you and was like here you have to do this or they're never gonna figure out pacemakers for our people and like say you know somebody he was like needs fuck one, it okay and you're like they somebody gives you this thing and they're like you have to guide this in your arm to, into your heart and you're gonna use this x-ray <laughs> Bro, I don't think... I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. Dude, what's that feel like?
1: ah, What does that feel like?
0: Fuck. I don't even know, man.
1: No anesthetics? I got... Like, I am... I actually... I was about to say that I'm curious to know what that would feel like. I'm just. I'm gripping, actually
0: fucking not. I'm just gripping my thumb because it's like.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot I'm just, I'm, <laughs> I am not curious, actually. I never want to know. Not even at all dude Keep it. Don't want to know, dude. But thank God he did.
0: Uh, dude, the other that's one. That's so crazy, crazy. though, man.
1: Yeah. The other one I want to talk about was similar time frame was this guy named Robert Liston. Who is apparently this was back before anesthetics so um, most surgeons were like trained in the military and a lot of the type of surgery that was done back then because they couldn't spend any time actually inside of the body was mostly like amputations and stuff mm-hmm. um, and so it paid to be very quick there was this doctor Robert Liston who is apparently the fastest surgeon in the west and could perform full leg amputations in less than two minutes because they had to be quick because they'd just hold the guy down (sighs) and then do it. (laughs) Apparently one time, this guy was so fast (laughs) that he actually used a dirty blade, missed where he was cutting. While he was cutting, chopped three of his assistant's (laughs) fingers off and then this was back in the day when they used to do surgeries in like full auditorium. So there's just a crowd of people. And he hit and nicked a main artery, which then shot and projected blood across the room onto another doctor. Because he used a dirty blade, he infected the patient who died from gangrene at the amputation site. He inf- he, he killed the assistant Who became infected where his three fingers were cut off by the doctor and then the blood that splattered from the nicked artery also infected and killed the old doctor who in fear had a heart attack and then later died from the infection in the hospital while he was recovering from the heart attack from witnessing the botched amputation so this one guy in one foul swoop Killed three people, and just never went to jail for it.
0: Wow. So were, this is you're why we about doing instruments. In two, yeah, when you were talking about him doing it in two minutes, I, all I could think about was like when Gordon has like the knife and the like, the, and he's like sharpening. I was just thinking oh, of, like... Oh, Gordon Ramsay? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of Gordon, like, fucking... And he's just, like, and he's just like in. And then he fucking goes in the leg, and he's it's just some dude's leg, and he's like... Ah! He's ah! <laughs> like... Oh. You have to really slice deep down into the bone and cut deep, yes, deep. And he's just like... Ah! <laughs> it's just a
1: guy's leg. <laughs> it's all his homies are all them down, he's just screaming. He's like,
0: cut around now down slice, and the guy screams and just passes out and he's like, chopped, that's how you separate a leg. <laughs> it's just fucking Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> the rams. <accent. Dude. laughs> In <laughs> Oh my like, gosh. <laughs>
1: Dude, wild. That's insane. That's just
0: fucking insane, dude. Like, I can't just accidental dirty blade and then everybody around you is dead. Just like, that's, dies of infect- infection. Dude, fucking clean your blades, dude. Like, everybody. <laughs> like, all blades. Ugh.
1: Yeah, dude. That's uh So, I would say that probably two of the best inventions in the last, like, 200 years, 150 years were, like, soap and um, anesthetics.
0: just firm believer in that i'm not gonna say what i thought the second one is gonna be what do you think i was gonna say dude i'm Link's? not telling you bro <laughs> i'm not telling it i'm not telling it uh, let's just <laughs> move on to the next thing
1: <laughs> oh dude uh, no nah, it's actually kind of um that's all i had in the uh in the dm's world to talk about and i feel like we um We had, we had some good information on the pre-rolls.
0: Yes. We also... Uh, I just want to shout out the place that we went when I came up and saw you, the Korean barbecue place we went to. Q-Pot. Q-Pot. In that place is really good.
1: All-you-can-eat Korean barbecue? Man, I want it right now. Same. I could go right now. Yeah. Wow. If you
0: haven't had Korean barbecue... It really is just... It really is something else man Like I I hadn't had it And then uh, Cameron took me With Anthony mm-hmm. And we Went there and had it And then when you were like let's go get it I was like hell yeah Cause I just like like I like have kimchi now Like regularly It's just like a great uh, A great like meal Kimchi and rice and stuff It's like fucking so good And I hadn't had it like my whole life
1: Dude, so kimchi's bomb came up on. What, what, what was the other one that we had? the 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 the, the chop hue?
0: I think it's or chop che. It? Is how you, I don't know how to. I think it's chop che or chop che. Chop Chop che. Yeah. Chop che. I think it's chop it's like che. Clear noodles with like. Let's look, hold on. I think I it I was like. A, yeah, you should look. I think it's. I think it starts with. I think it's chop che. Job che. Or japchae,
1: J-A-P-C-H-A-E. There you go.
0: Yeah, dude, japchae. That's pretty good. It's like clear, those clear noodles, they're like, they're like, they get a lot of the flavor, and there's a lot of like spicy and meat and other things in it. It's really good. Yeah, man. You're going to have to come up and um,
1: do it again soon. The other thing that I th- we're going to try, you guys, is, um, so
0: oh in yeah. the
1: backseat of my car and mm-hmm. the new whip there is functionally enough plugins for us to do what would be an entire podcast in the back of the car so yes michael had the idea that we should have serena drive me around
0: serena also volunteered i don't want to say that i was just like you That's should drive true. us around and hit your boyfriend's car. <laughs> That's Serena not said, how I... <laughs> Serena,
1: Michael said, make her drive us, dude. <laughs> no. Make her chauffeur us. I
0: My idea wasn't even really to drive. It was just to like be in the back of the beam or somewhere. Yeah, like, whatever, dude. But her driving this is an added bonus. So yeah, Serena's going to be driving Mike, you and I around in his M5. And we're going to be podcasting. She's going to take us to get coffee or something through a drive through and it'll be a whole thing like we're gonna be just experiencing the world talking shit about people that we see we'll on still the do dabs yes we'll and still do dabs we will also we'll be on the freeway we'll probably try to talk to some people on the street or something at least i will mikey probably won't but i'll try to engage um, do not bring any attention to us <laughs> serena will also be probably you'll hear her driving um and just probably interacting or laughing at what we're saying uh yeah it should be a fun episode i think that'll probably be not the second part of the pre-roll miniseries but it'll probably be the episode after that or something but it'll be cool we'll get some cool clips too of us like in the back of the beam
1: dude (laughs) i'm
0: fired up should be fun um, yeah man yeah, thank you, you guys got any for, shows coming up yeah uh, I have a show coming up on the 22nd Saturday uh, it's actually my show the Bricks and Beer Comedy Show in Salinas uh, I have some people coming from the Bay Area in Santa Cruz to hang out um, so it's going to be at the XL Public House and it starts at 7.30 it's a free show but if you want to donate you can uh, hit my link in my bio for the event, bright, or you can donate at the show, uh, or you can hit me up my Venmo at laughing booth, all one word. Um, and then I have a show in San Francisco the next day, which is cool. Cause I'll be going to, I think I'm going to be stopping to see Mikey on the way up there. So I'll probably see him next weekend. Um, but yeah, I'm, I got a show up there. That's at a backyard show. I think it's like a, I don't know exactly where yet. Um, <clears throat> and then on the 29th I'm doing like his birthday thing in Santa Cruz but that's all I got for for now I'll have more shows in June if you want to see me if you're in the area awesome
1: so. dude
0: yeah it's cool to be doing stand up again
1: and it's summertime
0: yeah and it's nice summertime stand up and it's, it, it doesn't get it gets dark late you know it's just like a good time yeah you know. yeah it's a vibe I love it
1: uh, well dude it's always a pleasure
0: yeah, same. Thanks you guys for listening and uh go follow us on Instagram. Uh, or don't. Or don't. You know. But yeah, whatever. Follow the page. <laughs> <laughs> Alright man.
1: Good shit.